Hey guys, it's Dan Plucker, executive producer of the Wendy's Big Show and host of Hef, Sam, and Dan on the Fan. Here's how you can find us on the Radio.com app. Download the app, favorite the fan, hit 105.7 FM, the fan, scroll all the way down to the fan podcasts, scroll to the right until you see the producers, hit that, and right there should be Hef, Sam, and Dan right here on the fan. It's Hef, Sam, and Dan on the Fan On Demand. I'm Dan Plucker, the executive producer of the Wendy's Big Show. To my left is one Samuel Schmitz. What? Why, why are you laughing at me now? This is the third take and I messed up like, again. Yeah, right. Okay. Like, I show. Yeah. The, the, the Wendy's Big Show. Uh, but the guy you hear laughing is Sam Schmitz. He just finished up a post-game show for the Brewers here on our station, the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show, and then also the Bayview Shade and Bun baseball post-game show. He's the Swiss Army Knife of the station. Welcome, Samuel. And now producer for the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. Oh, that's really? right. Yep. Across the entire state on the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Not the entire state, because not all of the affiliates decided they wanted the show this go around. Oh, well, that's a bummer. It's a good show. It's a good show. And then to my far, far left, who is. Not making a statement politically, is Evan Heffelfinger. That was uh, our good buddy. Political joke. I don't want those. yeah, I don't, I don't really know where you're going there, but that's you okay. You said to my far, far left. Oh! But um, we're off, I'm off to a great start today, boys. Yeah. Also, uh, we're in the Nick Gartner studios here today. I just saw Nick Gartner yesterday. We had a grand old time uh, up in Cedarburg where he lives. It was great. Nick, shout out to you. We love you. Thank you so much for your sponsorship. And fellas, it's fantasy football time. Hell yeah. It is. We it's are still, that's just I mean it goes to show 2020 no, time means nothing. Exactly. It feels like it's March but it's also July but it's also like September, right? And now. it's closer to September than anything else. And guys, it's fantasy football season. Like I said, we are two weeks from today the Packers kick off with their first game of the NFL season. Oh, How man. insane is that? And then you're going to have a Brewery game too on top of that and uh hopefully maybe a Bucks game too. Hopefully. Hopefully. Right. It's but just going to be crazy. There's so much going on right now in the world of sports and we are very blessed to be here with you talking about it, guys. I want to go through a couple fantasy football notes because a lot of our listeners are going to be, well, a lot of quote unquote, hopefully the the two or three of you that are listening. But those out there are going to be starting to do their fantasy football drafts probably in the next two weeks here if they haven't already. We're going to go over a couple of sleepers you guys should look at. Um, Also, like one sleeper that's just has to be your guy this year that you're going to have to pick that's going to explode. Another uh, we'll we'll do like three or four guys that we don't think that you should pick this season because they may be a little too overrated. So we'll have overrated guys, and then we'll have our MVP, our uncommon MVP. So we're not going to give you like you know Christian McCaffrey or or Michael Saquon Thomas. Barkley or Michael Thomas. <laughs> we're going to give you maybe maybe like a second or third tier player that we think is just going to explode this year. And so not not necessarily a sleeper, but a guy that it's like oh it's the second round. Maybe I want to take a chance on somebody who could be who could have a huge jump this is going to be your guy so i guess we'll start it off with myself um we're going to go through some sleepers here and to start off i'm going to go with a guy that i got recently in the sixth round of my draft in one wide receiver named marquise hollywood brown okay damn all right we're already stealing our picks i see how it is of the baltimore ravens last (laughs) year he was hurt 
for a portion of the season. Yeah. And it was his rookie year, and he put up like 160 points, which is not phenomenal for a wide receiver. But when you have the most explosive offense in football with the Ravens and that MVP, Lamar Jackson, I think Marquise Hollywood Brown is going to have a massive year. And you, you got to think about it too. I mean, he bulked up. He, he was down to like 160 pounds last year because of his Liz Frank injury. Yeah. He played through a foot injury, like, majority of the year, which is when you think about the numbers and how fast he is, and it's just crazy now that he has a full season where he's healthy and he's up to 180 pounds now. Which may not seem like a lot. You may not be able to see it, but that makes a big difference for a wide receiver of that size. And everybody's looking for if you can't get Tyreek Hill, like who's the next speedy gadget wide receiver that could really blow up every week and give me like 15, 20 points. Right. Everyone's like, oh, well, maybe I'll just get Henry Ruggs like in the later rounds and stuff like that. But I think a lot of people are overlooking Hollywood Brown because of his numbers last year. But it's like something that you have to watch the tape. You can't just look at the numbers. Exactly. Last year. And and when you look at some of those bigger plays that the Ravens offense had last year, a lot of them came from Jackson to Hollywood Brown. Yeah. The 70, 80 yard plays that you saw on the field. And outside of Hollywood Brown, there aren't necessarily a lot of receiving targets there no. for Lamar Jackson. So if they decide to throw the ball a little bit more, which would be a little bit off off base, they'll probably going to run down the ball down people's throats. That that was shown with the J.K. Dobbins pick. But outside of Mark Andrews, the tight end, who's probably my sleeper tight end for most people as well, um, he's not much of a sleeper. He I made see, a bit of a name for himself say. last year. But if you're looking for a middle round tight end, that's probably a guy that you're going to be looking at. But anyway, Marquise Hollywood Brown, that's my go-to guy. If you're in the five through seven range and he's there, I would say you should snag him up. Because, I mean, a lot of people, I, I saw people taking like T.Y. Hilton and stuff before him. Yeah, which could I, still pan out, but you just don't know how that Phil Rivers I just don't T.Y. see it. I, I don't see it. I think I think that he. I would put him like probably as a fourth round talent that you could get in the fifth, sixth, or seventh would, round. Would you want Holly? Because I, in a 12-team league, I ended up with Hollywood as my flex, but would you feel comfortable him being like your wide receiver too. I would feel very comfortable with him as a wide receiver too. Okay, I have him as my flex in this in the league I was just talking about that I got in the sixth round. In a twelve team, but ten team, ten team, yeah, oh, ten okay. team league Man. and PPR. I I just think that they're going to work him into the offense a lot more now that they know what he is and what they have there. Right. So my other two wide receivers in that league are Tyreek Hill and Michael Thomas. So I'm pretty stacked at the wide receiver <laughs> position. It's a keeper league, so that's why that those are there. Yeah. But I love Marquise Hollywood Brown. I think he's going to explode this year. All right. Well, I was going to go with Hollywood, so I'll, I'm gonna, I'll pivot and maybe go with a receiver that's probably a lot lower, and that's Christian Kirk of the Arizona Cardinals. I like it. Mm. Now, look, we all know DeAndre Hopkins went to Arizona. And last year, Christian Kirk was like pretty much their primary wide receiver. As Larry far as Fitzgerald catches. is still there, right? And Fitz, even in I look at that trio, Fitz is still going to get his like you know fifty-ish receptions of the year and a couple touchdowns here and there. And DeAndre Hopkins is going to probably replicate the same numbers that he would put up with in Houston. If I would not think better so because of Cliff Caring, the Cliff Kingsbury system. Right. So I think like even if they get their own, it just opens up the field for Christian Kirk mm-hmm. and. Even if he puts up the same numbers, I'm still willing to have Christian Kirk as a flex and all that. So I'm just a big buy-in. You'll probably hear it later on, some different players that we'll get into later. But I I am really into 
year two of Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury's system. Why is it so hard for me to say? <laughs> well, it's a tough name. <laughs> yeah, but you're just so awestruck by his looks. I, I, you know, the the running in his white penthouse during the NFL oh, draft. So <laughs> I, I still am envious of that, but like straight out of Wolf of Wall Street or something. For real, I'm very into his second year of the offense this year with the players that they brought in and everything going on. So I'm very big in the Arizona Cardinals offense, and I think you should try to get as many pieces of that as you can. And I think Christian Kirk is just somebody that people are overlooking that you can stash in your bench and could end up being a flex. And depending on how many catches he gets, probably a, maybe even borderline wide receiver too. Now, my pick, I mean, there are a couple of guys that we have some of, breaking news uh, on the fan. Brought to you by? Brought to you by Pennzoil. Motor Goils made from natural gas. I the love proof. Motor Goils. Is in the Pennzoil. Thank you. Evan, breaking news yeah. for you okay. on the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Is also brought to you by Pennzoil. Bill Michaels is out tomorrow, and yeah. Rami is hosting. But then also, Sparky is now hosting the post game show tomorrow after the Bucks game. Uh, wasn't oh. he already? He no. was not slated to apparently. So it's now the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post game show with Sparky and Mitch tomorrow evening. I th- figured that's what it already was, but he, okay. He just changed the schedule. So if you didn't know, Rami's hosting tomorrow. Rami's hosting tomorrow. I'm excited for that. Um, that should be some fun. And we have a couple of occasions where he's probably going to be hosting in September as well. I know a lot of you have been loving listening to Rami Makhlouf back on our airwaves, okay. and it will likely continue to happen. All right, continue. Sorry, I don't know where we were at. I think Evan was about to give a sleeper. So I'm looking at a, a, like a couple of guys in like the 60 range, which I, you can I guess you could call them sleepers at that range. It's yeah. Still like six round guys who are gonna be a mainstay in your lineup, but could end up outplaying their ranking. And one of them is a guy who I picked last year, Mark Ingram. And Ooh, boy, good one. he mm-hmm. outplay his coverage last year or his rankings last year. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he's ranked even lower this year. I don't understand. I think that. people are just thinking that J.K. Dobbins is eventually gonna either get a bigger role or just, you know, have a fifty fifty split with him, but somebody's gonna be the goal line back. I'm really not worried about it, especially because Mark Ingram has shown he can be a receiving threat out of the backfield too. Well I I think that he plays very well with Lamar Jackson's run style because Mark Ingram's more He's not really a like a speed guy. No. He's a he's not going to get you the no, rushing but, numbers every but week. But the thing is, what Mark Ingram will do for you is he will get every single touchdown on yeah. the goal line, right. every single one. Right. So if if they hand the ball off to a running back, if the Ravens decide to do that and not do some sort of bootleg or small toss to Mark Andrews, they are going to hand the ball off to Mark Ingram, and he is going to score touchdowns. Seeing him ranked seventieth on ESPN's non PPR, shocking. I was like, just going to say that. shocking. I had a draft last night, and he was. I wanted to take him like in that you know seventh eighth roundish range because he was in a group of guys like you know James White Tevin Coleman all these like guys who we already know are in like 50 50 like mm-hmm. uh backfield splits and all that and it was like well this guy almost like led the all running backs and rushing touchdowns last year even if JK mm-hmm. Dobbins is, is good and gets a bigger workload and all that like he's still going to be a goal line they're not back. just going to forget about Mark Ingram right. like he's going to be in the yeah. offense maybe not with the same capacity I think he scored like 270 right. fantasy points last year I was just looking at it earlier he was like a top 15 running back last I year. don't think that While he's necessarily going injured. to be there maybe he will be but I 
I still think you can count on him to score and get the ball in the end zone enough where he's still probably valuable for figure, a flex or a second running right. back. Figure yeah. he's going to get 15 touches a game, like guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And even if that's 10 rushes, 5 catches, that's still right. setting yourself up for 60, 70 yards and a good chance for a touchdown. Like that's You will absolutely take 10 to 12 points from your flex right. every single week. So, I mean, that's one of my guys. One other guy I want to mention quick is Tyler. Well, we're going to go around again. So, oh, do you okay. want to wait till? Yeah. We'll okay. Wait. Sleeper number two for myself, mm-hmm. Dan Plucker. You can follow me at Dan on the fan on Twitter. Sleeper number two, Chris Herndon, tight end for the Jets. Mm-hmm. He had 140-ish fantasy points in his first season, in his rookie season with the Jets. In year two, he was suspended and then got injured. So it was not good. He had like literally two points last year. So I didn't, obviously, those things didn't work out well. But in year three, where the Jets literally do not have a wide receiver, and rumors are that Sam Darnold and Chris Herndon's relationship are grow is growing very well. I think he could be the tight end that gets more receptions than almost every other wide receiver on his team. I think Herndon has that kind of potential. I think if you miss out on like the Ertzes, the Kittles, and the Travis Kelseys of the world in the first three or four rounds. And you decide, I'm going to wait. I don't think that Tyler Higby is worth it. I think that you should pass on him. And you can get Herndon in like the 14th, 15th round. So as a cautious tight end, if you if you don't get one of those early guys and you're, you're seeing like the TJ Hawkinsons out there, the Hayden Hurst out there, I think that Herndon is probably going to be right at about that level. And you can get him in the 13th, 14th, or 15th round. Whereas Hawkinson, I think his, his average pick is in 9 or 10. I think Hayden Hurst is right around the same. So if you want maybe like your third or fourth wide receiver or your third or fourth running back instead there, or maybe even a kicker if you like drafting your kickers early, no, going there early too. <laughs> I don't believe in drafting kickers early, but I know some people like a kicker went in the seventh round of my keeper nope. league draft I'd the rather, other day. I'd rather not draft a kicker than draft one before the last round of the draft. Wow, that's bold. I, I usually go like 12, well, no, 13 is when I tra- draft kicker. I but. draft a kicker last round in every single draft I've ever done. Okay. I will never change that. See, that's me for defense. but Yeah. That's me for quarterbacks. Quarterbacks is good quarterbacks too. Anyway, very, I prefer But Chris Herndon, the tight end, watch him. He is like my number one tight end sleeper for this season. I don't know. I'm just going to move on to mine because like, I'm not. I'm not. I I tried to buy into the Chris Herndon hype last year when he was coming back from injury, and then he got injured, and then didn't do anything, and then he got injured again. So well, he was suspended for, for the first like eight. Games right. So for, I won't speak on it too much because like for me, I got burned by him last year, so I'm very bullish to pick him this year. Right. And you you should have a second tight end in there somewhere right. as well. I'm not saying just t- pick Herndon in your tight end situations. Fine. I like you should have another guy in there, maybe like a Blake Jarwin right. or or even. I don't know. Some other uh, Johnu Smith is another one that's going really late in drafts. Like any of those guys, I would say make sure you have two of them if you're going to if you're if you're going to take Herndon. But I think that he has the potential to be better than some of those guys in the yeah. seventh and eighth round that are going like Hawkinson and Hurst. Um, real quick, are we doing one more key, or sleeper or two more? Uh, let's just do one more. I'm gonna okay. I'm just gonna knock out two real quick. As long as we're on tight end, you got it. In that same ballpark range, I'm gonna go with Eric Ebron. Okay. I don't think I like a lot it. of people are in talking Pittsburgh? about the situation is just so 
juicy if you think about it because yeah. Big Ben, when's the last, I mean, like, who was uh, not Vance, was it Vance McDonald? Before he, Vance McDonald, Jesse James, that was who it was. Yep, Jesse James is now with the Lions. Miller after he left, like, Jesse James was an okay tight end, but he was just never really that. I mean, Eric Ebron's an established tight end. He had a good season last year, and I just think, oh. like, the the red zone targets are so much more valuable than the other tight ends that are going to be in that group range. So I would keep an eye on Eric Ebron, but my other sleeper, would be Devin Singletary of the Buffalo Bills. Yep, I like that a lot. Because, man, I was looking at, uh, I was talking to you guys about a 12-man draft I had last night, mm-hmm. and I went wide receiver first, so I knew I would like have to get running backs, but wasn't sure like who would land to me. And after you get like your first two running backs, I would really consider taking Devin Singletary as your flex, yeah. or at least to put him on your bench, because he's now like the new James White. Where he's not, he may get you like 50, 60 yards rushing and a touchdown on the ground, but man, he's going to get you passes and he's mm-hmm. going to catch a bunch of balls every week. And For that sure. is just. And that offense is going to be high get, flying and electric. Yeah. And yeah, they brought in the rookie Zach Moss, but like, I think everyone knows, like, it's pretty much Singletary's backfield to lose. And mm-hmm. he can, he's going to give you that consistent production every week where you can just put him as your RB2 and you'll get 10 to 15 points every week. Mm-hmm. You got another one, Evan? Yeah, I do. I have a couple more that I'll rattle through quick. Um, I It's kind of hard to choose between the two of these, but I'm going to go Tyler Boyd mm-hmm. in Cincy. Like, it's funny enough, I was thinking about putting A.J. Green as a sleeper. Imagine the yeah. world in fantasy football. I mean, that's 2020, <laughs> that A.J. Green is now a yep. sleeper in fantasy football. Crazy. But I think it's going to be Tyler Boyd just because Joe Burrow's going to have to get rid of that ball quick. And... Tyler Boyd has the speed to at least get a little bit of separation, so Burrow can just fling it in the air and he's such an underrated receiver, man. Every year, yeah. I mean, even last year, who was their quarterback? I mean, Dalton played like four games, and then it was like another Finley scrub that you're never going to hear from again. And Tyler Boyd still Boyd still put up his numbers, right? So I I really like him. A late round guy that I'm looking at is Randall Cobb. Which also, funny okay. enough, imagine in 2020 saying Randall Cobb's a sleeper, but I mean, all of those targets that went to DeAndre Hopkins has to go somewhere. And Brandon Cooks was a an, a decent get for them, but he's a deep threat, yeah. and he plays into Will Fuller also a deep threat when he can stay on the field for more than six games. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing too. What if Will Fuller gets injured? Now yeah. Randall Cobb's got to so step they, up. They need a slot guy to be able to be like a possessions receiver and get yards. So he was good in Dallas last year too. Yeah. Like the problem with Cobb is that there was just too many passing options for Dallas last year. And mm-hmm. Dak was only throwing the ball thirty times a game, yeah. so they really didn't need to. But I mean, now with I don't know how much they trust David Johnson to be a workhorse anymore. Yeah. So Watson's got a ball between him and between Cobb and Duke Johnson or someone. You're going to want one of those guys who's going to catch seven balls a game, even if it only means getting For sixty sure. yards a game or something. So those are a couple of guys that I'm looking at. All right, so two more wide receivers from me that sh- that are going in the fifth and sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth rounds area. Devontae Parker. Yeah. Who that that guy. If he can stay healthy, if Dude. he can stay on the field, he if was he putting up big numbers. And if, if if Tua is the starting quarterback there, and no. he's it doesn't matter. Even if Fitzpatrick, he was right? Great either way, yeah. Like, and dude, he was borderline he, like wide receiver one for like the second half of last right. year. Right. And average draft position right now is fifty seven. I just looked it up, which I think is nuts. Uh, another one, Stephon Diggs, yeah. who's now the number one in Buffalo with Josh Allen's arm. They are in love with each other from what 
has been said that he's his average draft position 65. One last guy, Julian Edelman is currently going in the eighth round, which I think is ridiculous. Yeah. That's another guy that you should be looking at, maybe six or seven, I'd say. And some people are sleeping on him. I got him in like the 11th round of one of my drafts today. Dang. That's another guy that you should definitely keep an eye out yeah. for. I know that he doesn't have Tom Brady anymore, well, but he's still Bill Belichick. And arguably, yeah. Cam Newton's a better quarterback than Tom right. Brady at this he, point yeah, in his he's career. He's also a possessions guy. And even if Cam can't throw the ball more than 40 yards, well, Edelman doesn't have the speed to go 40 yards well, down. Well, the then, field. like, you're telling me Shanahan's not going to, you know, right. scheme Edelman to get like a couple of catches. A game and, and what that. other wide receivers are there in New England? None. Nikhil so, Harry. And yeah, but Nikhil Harry, who knows if he's actually going to be good? He's a second-year player that did nothing last year. Right? He was injured last year. So we'll right. See. And yeah. I'll give him a little credit there. Uh, one last one for me at wide receiver, Debo Samuel. Yeah. Uh, I think that's another good one. Stash Again, him. kind of that same area. Stash him. See what he does. And Brandon Ayuk as well, because I think yeah. that they're going to end up tossing the ball a little bit more this year in San Francisco. Okay. So now let's go to our MVP player. So. The one guy that's not in like the top of the draft that you think is going to average right around like that twenty-five to thirty range, maybe league or, winners. Right, the the guy that if you draft him, it's going to be like potentially you will win your league because you drafted him. Uh, I think I'll start off again. One, just one. Okay. We'll just go around once. All right. So my guy this year is Dak Prescott, and. For more than one reason. I don't trust quarterbacks with the name Dakota. The thing is, guys, <laughs> Dak has so many goddamn weapons this year. He does. I know. I'm going to have to bleep that, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> he he has so many weapons. I mean, CeeDee Lamb, who would be a one or a two on most teams as a rookie, is their third guy. And they have Michael Gallup, who's a stud, and they have Amari Cooper, who is another great option in like the third or fourth round if you're going to go wide receiver in third or fourth round. I love Dak Prescott this year. He's he's going. It's a it's a contract year for him. It's See, here's the thing: is it's he is Mike McCarthy taking over? Criminally overrated. I understand that he's overrated, but at some point, I think I think that he. You have to look at the guys around him. He has nearly a perfect offensive line, and then he also has three ones as wide receivers and a running back with Whoa. Ezekiel Elliott, who can catch balls out of the backfield. And I hate to admit it because I'm not a big Prescott fan, but he's got a rushing floor. Exactly. He that's gets a, you touch. He gets you rushing touchdowns and rushing. That's yards. That that's exactly true. what I'm saying. I'm not the biggest Dak Prescott fan either, but right. legitimately, I think he could win MVP this year. Where did he finish last year? Like quarterback four? I think so. Like, yeah, he was a top five quarterback. Exactly. So. so Dak Prescott, I think, and he's going like in the seventh yeah. round right now in most drafts. Don't take Mahomes and Lamar. Right. Like the Please, first three rounds. for the love Don't of God, do, do not Don't do it. Don't be that guy in your draft. Yeah, there's always that one guy that goes like Lamar Jackson one one and. Yeah. It's just like, what are you doing? You clearly don't know how to play fantasy football. I think Mahomes went like third round in our draft. That's just crazy. Just absurd. I don't know, man. Evan, we'll go to you next. You have a MVP guy. So, well, I guess if you're looking for 25 to 30 points a game, you're going to have to go with a quarterback. Probably. So, well, is, so maybe that was a little unfair. Yeah, so this is, I was going to go quarterback too. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So the, the, your question is yeah. your underrated quarterback. Underrated quarterback, sure. And mine, I'm looking at ESPN's rankings, and he is literally one above Dak Prescott. It's Kyler Murray. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that was going to be Sam's. Yeah, I knew it. I knew he was sitting on that. I. <laughs> I mean, look at the numbers he put up as a rookie last year, and it, it, right. looked, it looked bad at times, but I mean, he has all of his returning weapons, including a 75-year-old Larry Fitzgerald, who's also still really good, uh, Kirk, and then, oh, you add a top-five receiver in the NFL, right? 
okay, sign me up. Kenyon Drake can catch out of the backfield. That offense is going to be running and gunning, and especially because that defense still isn't fantastic. Right. They're going to have to put some points on the board, and they're going to. So, so here's my number one concern with Kyler Murray, and 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 this is what I'll say. Um, I was a big believer in Baker Mayfield year two. I was as well. And I, I, I went Baker Mayfield in the fifth and sixth round. And I know Kyler Murray is not Baker Mayfield. Well, different- so don't catch me wrong there. And I know this is Arizona and not Cleveland. I understand this. But my my number one concern with Kyle Mur- Kyle, Kyle Kyler Kyle Murray, Murray Kyle Murray is health issues. I am I am mortified that the way that he runs around and the way that his offensive line necessi- isn't necessarily the best in the NFL. Well, didn't they get a They spent a first round pick on the yeah, lineman. Yeah, they did. And 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 I think that it think it could so. potentially be okay, but it's still not it's still not necessarily where it needs to be. So I'm concerned that Kyler Murray's going to run and get his head taken off by somebody in the, N- the NFC West there. I, I feel you on that. And it, there was sometimes last year when he would scramble and it was like almost like a whole right. breath. But I will say this, like Russell Wilson, there were times, especially in the second half of last year, which is when he really started to show like what he can be. That he's he's getting smarter and he can be definitely like a, he can be like a Russell Wilson when scrambling because he knows he's small and all that so I I get what you mean but like it only takes one hit though so I'm, that's that's what I'm concerned about and right. also a second year like well, we also you know that for Lamar too a second year fall off that's true that's very yeah. true I'll I'll kind of piggyback off of Evan too since I was gonna go with Kyler and then I'll I'll give you guys my MVP but um. The, the big thing, so I drafted Lamar last year in all my leagues because I was all in in the year two system. They brought in a new offensive coordinator specifically for Lamar last year. So mm-hmm. give me give me year two quarterback. Give me a, a guy who has developed a system entirely around him. And that's pretty much the same thing for Kyler Murray. Like, yeah, he had Cliff Kingsbury last year, but they didn't really find out who they were until like the second half of last year. True, that right. San Francisco 49ers game last year is like such a pivoting point for like the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. And not like you just bring DeAndre Hopkins, that's a cherry on top. So Kingsbury's system where you're going to be passing more than most teams and Hopkins and Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk and Kenyon Drake now is their like lead back. You don't have to deal with David Johnson question mark. Mm-hmm. Like I'm with Evan, like I am all in on the Kyler Murray bandwagon train. And I think like he could even be like Lamar last year when we're talking guys going to year two, like he could even be an MVP candidate. I feel oh, like definitely. I feel like it's more ironclad than Baker too, because there were yeah, questions about there were. Freddie Kitchen's offense yes, and for sure. That offensive line, which I mean there's a reason they went out and you're got you're definitely not wrong. I, I cede to that fact. But I feel more comfortable with the weapons and the surrounding effort and the coaching that Dallas is going to have yeah. over Arizona. If so that's why I picked Dak Prescott security, over Kyler Murray. Security, Dak Prescott. If you want to go experiment and maybe draft a league winner in a later round, go Kyler Murray. So it d- depends on what you want to do. Do you want to be safe or do you want to maybe reach for the stars a couple of rounds later and see what happens? So My other sleeper that I would say take QB2 is Drew Lock? Uh, no, I'm not. I, I'm, not I, I'm on the Drew Lock train. I'm not. Uh, there's so many weapons there in Denver as well. I know, and they play some pretty piss poor defenses in the AFC West his, as well. His, his like his floor is a lot lower than most, just because he can't run, and he's not. That's why give you the good I completion percentage. That's so why I'm really saying just, quarterback two. Right, I, know, <laughs> I get it. Like I can see the argument because you got Judy and Sutton. You're just relying, I think, mostly on the touchdowns for Lock. 
So. And Noah Fant is in there as well as the tight yeah. end. So that's 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 like a QB two, maybe just like a yeah. Hmm, I, I've hmm. got a couple of those guys. Uh, Baker, I'm back on the. Train. You're back on the Baker on train the train. after what we were just not saying. Only, not only did they boost their offensive line, they brought in another tight end in Austin Hooper to help out. It's another year, a full year of Kareem Hunt coming out of the backfield, which I mean, he's not going to be the rusher, but he's still. I mean, we saw what he can do receiving the ball out of the backfield last year. It was pretty good. A new offensive coordinator, which can be a little bit dangerous, sure, but... Well, can't be worse than Kitchens. <laughs> it literally cannot be worse than Kitchens. Another year of Baker and OBJ together, I'm on the Baker wagon. Not as a QB1, but as a QB2, you stash him and hope that it rebounds. Another yeah. one, and this is absolutely a homer pick, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I picked him in, as my QB two of this in the draft. One of the drafts I did today. I'm still a little bit worried about that receiving core, obviously, but I think that if they were smart, they looked at the game tape and realized, oh, Aaron Jones can be like Christian McCaffrey light. Just look at the Kansas City game from last year. That offense is unstoppable if you can put Aaron Jones out there. Plus, Jamal Williams. If you look at his Instagram, he's been working on his receiving and he looks really good. We keep hearing about how Equinemius and Marquez Valdez-Scantling are doing well in practice, yep. and Alan Lazard and Rodgers seem to be on the same page. Lazard's a beast in Madden 21. I just want to put is that he? out there. He's so <laughs> I, fast. I in Madden. He's game. absurdly I, faster than he actually is in Madden 21. <laughs> I think that Rodgers is due for a bounce back here, and it could. I, be I think year. so too. Well, and he even said that he caught something that from like yeah. 2010 and fixed it. So we'll see if he could be 2010 Aaron hey. Rodgers. That's a guy that could win you we're your also, league. We're also leaving out no. the Jordan Love, you know, Gudikins Revenge Tour, and you know he's giving guys the suck it oh, sign. Pretty Rogers, much. <laughs> Rodgers so. has always been a guy where if he has something to play for. He's going to okay. destroy. One other MVP I have, I'm sorry, Austin Eckler. I think Eckler's going to have a huge yeah, year. He's like going to be the focus back in L.A., and L.A. is L.A. They are a mess at quarterback right now. We've already talked on our podcast about how we're not necessarily big fans of Justin Herbert, but you know, if he ends up being love. a starter, they love running backs that can catch <laughs> out of the backfield. Charlie, check down. <laughs> and so that's going to be Austin Eckler. I think Austin Eckler could be a top three running back this year. I could see that. I thought about naming Eckler. Okay, now oh, I didn't do my MVP. Oh, you didn't? I thought no. you did. I thought well, well, we were, since I you said Kyler go, Murray, I thought yeah, we were just piggybacking off because I did want to talk about this guy as a sleeper, but I do think like he could be a league winner for you, and it's AJ Brown because oh, dude, AJ Brown is like being drafted as like somebody's flex, and like maybe if you're in a deeper league, like he'd be your wide receiver too. But mm-hmm. it's just like Tennessee has tanks. And Derrick Henry and AJ Brown, and you can't stop tanks that run like four six, and they're just freaks of nature. Mm-hmm. And AJ Brown, like in the second half of last year, a bad day, he's giving you twelve points. On a good day, he's giving you twenty four with like multiple touchdowns and eight catches for hundred plus yards. So, uh, the, interesting. If he's falling in your draft, and there's like uh, I don't know who'd be around there in the draft with him, but. Dude, A.J. Brown is just kind of like a Derrick Henry of wide receivers where Mm -hmm. he may not be a sexy, flashy wide receiver, but he is just a tank. I like it. All right. Now, the number one guy you should not pick in your draft. Oof. I got to think about this one. I have mine. Here's mine. Second round, going 15 overall average draft pick, Aaron Jones. Yeah. I am on the anti-Aaron Jones bandwagon for this year. I don't even know if there is a bandwagon, but I'm starting one if there isn't. 
I am mortified if I am an Aaron Jones owner in a keeper league. I think that AJ Dillon is going to get as many touches in a game than Aaron Jones. Yeah. And that's going to kill him and how they would use him last year. Because when Devontae Adams was out last year, that's when Aaron Jones was having his best games, both running the ball and also catching balls out of the backfield. Rodgers was relying on him more. And again, this might be a little bit of bias since we're here in Green Bay, but since we're here talk or in Milwaukee with Green Bay, like right, you know, a hop, a skip away. But I think that when it comes to Packers and when it comes to your team just in general when it comes to fantasy football you like drafting guys on your team because you want to root for them to succeed and not have to play against them but I'm concerned as all get out about drafting Aaron Jones that early I think it's going to end up that 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 can be something that loses you your fantasy football year I I say if you can if he's not your keeper, if he is, sorry, it's too late, but stay the heck away from Aaron Jones. Yeah, I mean, I had Aaron Jones last year in one league, and granted, he did take me to like either the finals or the semifinals, um, but if he's not getting you touchdowns, and if he's not catching at least like four to five balls a game out of the backfield, it's, it's almost like... He, he maybe had like I don't know maybe three four games where he went over a hundred rushing yards, mm-hmm. but he's not a guy who's going to get you a lot of rushing yards. I think week to week, and now that they bring in AJ Dillon on top of, we don't even know how Jamal Williams is going to still or Dexter or Tyler Irvin. No, stop it. <laughs> but I mean, you're right. There's a lot of backs in that field, but yeah, I just. I just don't know what to expect of this Packers offense. And, and I think that's kind of where we're all at, because yeah. we all know right. what they want to be. Like, the yeah. three of us know they want to be Sean McVay offense. They want to be the San Francisco 49ers offense, where they're going to run the ball down your throat. And that's fine. That's fine and dandy. But that Aaron Jones is not a kind of back that you can rely on to do it that much. No, you really are just hoping that he scores nearly as many touchdowns as he did last year. And I don't think so. No. I think he overperformed last oh, year. And well, I and dude. that's that's where my concern comes in with drafting him that high. And I and I'm a big Aaron Jones guy. I love Aaron Jones. I've met him several times doing Bill's show last year up in Green Bay. He's an excellent dude. Very well like respected. Exactly. Like, so, from a person perspective, love you, Aaron Jones. From a fantasy football perspective, don't draft him. So, I have two. One of them is a late-ish round. Don't take Drew Brees. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, interesting. He's over the hill. Yeah, you think so? He's I, done. He, he do, well. He's that's the thing is he's going to be like a Tom Brady. Where I wouldn't take Tom Brady in fantasy either because they don't have that value anymore. Yeah, but it's just it's they'll the namesake. You, they'll help you win games, mm-hmm. but they're going to do it by throwing thirty times a game and getting two hundred and twenty yards. Right. It's only going to be in those shootout games where it's going to be worth it, and who knows how many of those will there actually and be? I don't think Drew has the arm strength for those kind of shootout games anymore. I, I think that the offense that they've set up around him, like they're still going to be a right. very good team. But it's not necessarily going to be a fantasy viable fantasy attack besides Michael Thomas. But and that's what I was going to say. I don't think that should no, make you fear drafting no. Michael Thomas or Take, Alvin Kamara. Michael I think Thomas both of those guys were. Fir- Mike, he should be the first receiver off the board. Yep, definitely. Because he's still every single 
game, he's going to have 11 catches. Yep. Yeah, he's for 125 yards and a couple touchdowns. As good as Devontae Adams is, and as, lo- as much as we love Devontae Adams, Devontae only had like three games last year. He got over 10 catches. Yep. Right. I and mean, I- receivers just dream of being as consistent as Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. And Alvin Kamara is going to be back and healthy this year. And yeah. what do older quarterbacks do? Just like they new quarterbacks, down. He's got check down passes. Side too. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders is another good one. So that's, I mean, and he's a possessions guy too. So I think, you know, temper the expectations. Even if they throw a lot, it's going to be a lot of check downs, a lot of slow, small little slants. Mm -hmm. So don't get your expectations high on him. Another one, we touched on it a little bit, David Johnson. I'm staying. <laughs> I, I feel like yeah. just I just the him. name gives people PTSD yep. from the last three years, the last five and, years. <laughs> right. And you this year you think, oh, he's got a new team, like they're going to make him the focal point. They have a really good quarterback. Maybe they'll work something out. But then you remember their offensive line is not good at all. Right. And David Johnson doesn't have the speed that he used to have when he was younger. So. I'm looking at that as being a nightmare waiting to happen, especially with how much they're paying him, how much they're not paying the rest of the offensive line besides Laramie Tunzel, and I, I don't see that playing out very well. If he even plays 12 games this year, right? I just yeah, David, Sam. He's just such. I have no idea what to make of David Johnson for this year. I don't either. Because like on one hand, you could like return to his old glory, but I don't. I don't know. All right, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I got two receivers, but I'll just touch on one for now. And that's Keenan Allen of the Chargers. Really? Oh, yeah. Dude, I mean, yeah, I. That's okay, a good one. I love Keenan Allen. Like, he's kind of like Michael Thomas, where he's going to, he used to get you, like, I say, I say used to, because he used to get you, like, nine to 10 catches every week. And mm-hmm. I would draft him, you know, lower in the rounds and then take him as my wide receiver one in years past because he was just so consistent. But we got Justin Herbert now, we got Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor has never been one of those guys you can rely on to supply your PPR receiver like that. And I have, I'm just not sold on Justin Herbert. Maybe it'll change my mind, but there's just too much what if with Keenan Allen this year. And granted, he could still be a, I, I would take him as a wide receiver too. But if you're, if you go like running back, running back, and you think that Keenan Allen's going to be like your wide receiver one, you're going to get the years past production. I think you're just setting yourself up for. Mm-hmm. Um, disappointment, I guess. For sure. Anything else there, Sam? Well, okay. I, I had another one, and maybe it's just my past hate for this guy. I don't, I don't know about hate, but just uh, years past You've and all that. Him and my before. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burned. Uh, it's Amari Cooper. And okay, we sure. just talked about how stacked that Dallas Cowboys offense is, and I think that could be his downfall. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys had him last year, but. I mean, he's he's another weird wide receiver where it's like home and away splits are really significant for him, and maybe that plays into a factor again this year. He can sometimes get injured easily, and mm-hmm. there's just too many weapons. I I think if you take him as your wide receiver one, you're gonna maybe get too many inconsistent games. So I would I guess I wouldn't call him a stay away from, but just tamper your expectations for Amari Cooper. All right, now last one, and I'm just gonna call it this way: 15 round hero. Oh man, who's the fifteenth round guy that could be a surprise? I have two. Uh, number one, Sammy Watkins. He is <laughs> okay. currently going oh, undrafted in most leagues. Jeez. And guys, if Tyreek Hill gets hurt, he is the number one in Kansas City. 
And everybody is talking about McCole Hardman. Oh, he's the greatest insurance guy that you can have. He's going like round 11. And I don't get that. Sammy Watkins, guys, to pick the veteran. If Tyreek Hill goes down, if he is hurt, if he gets suspended because he well, beats somebody else's kid. Targets. I'm not worried about him at all. I I love Sammy Watkins there. Right. I, I would put him in a flex. I don't know why he's not sure. going. I don't know why he's going undrafted right now. Number two, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because be Stephon Diggs team. no longer there. I think in the 15th round, which is where he's going, he's going 150 right now. Really? 15th round, yeah, 150. I Out of all rookie wide receivers, I like him more than anybody else I, in terms of fantasy. Yep. Or Jalen Rieger. I like him more than Rieger there's too. Yes, Rieger is up there too. But Judy, he's going to be behind Cortland Sutton, who's going to be the guy I'm getting most of the targets from Drew Locke and Noah Fant. I think those are the top two receivers right. that are there in Denver. CeeDee Lamb, we've already talked about him. He's probably the third or fourth guy in Dallas. Yeah, at least. Brandon Ayuk's injured. Henry Ruggs, I don't trust. I have not trusted from the day that they drafted him in Vegas now. I think I Hunter Renfro is going to end up having more fantasy points than Henry Ruggs at the end of the season. I could see And that. that's why Justin Jefferson, maybe Jalen Rieger as well, are the two rookie wide receivers that you should be looking at in round 15 because I think they could end up being maybe your flex or maybe in one case a wide receiver two at some point for you this year. Okay. 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 Um, <laughs> no, my no. my late round guy, and it is one million percent a bias pick, but it's my boy. Dare Agumbawale. Oh. Dare Agumbawale. You're gonna hate mine. Oh. I I went to uh, school with him, no. <laughs> but he also his main focus for that Tampa Bay offense is to be a receiving threat out of the backfield. It's true. What does Tom Brady like to do? Toss to his running backs. Toss to his running backs. Ronald Jones can do that. Or yeah, it's because Peyton Barber's not there anymore. Uh right? no. Or is but, it the other way around? No, no, you're right. Okay. Uh but Peyton Le- Barber's gone, yeah. But uh, LaShawn McCoy is still there too. They, they LaShawn I don't I don't expect LaShawn to be a receiving threat. So if I'm looking to be <laughs> Sam looked physically offended when you said that. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm putting my money on Dare to be that guy. I'm putting my money on Dare. All right. Well, I'll, I'm just gonna happen because that was that was going to be mine. Like in all honesty, like before we started this one was I was gonna say Lashawn McCoy because I got him in my la- with my last pick in the last round and I I'm I've seen enough from Dare in the NFL. I loved him at Wisconsin and all that, but I saw enough of him in the NFL last year. I don't have faith in him. I don't have faith in Ronald Jones. And yeah, Shady kind of sucked at the Chiefs last year, but I think if he can just do 80% of what he did in Kansas City, I think he's going to earn enough of Brady's trust where he can all of a sudden put up Plus, consistent numbers and stuff like that. One thing is Brady loves veterans. Yeah. He loves veteran running backs. Unfortunately, I do disagree too. I think out of those three, Shady would be the, the probably beneficiary of the pass catching, but... Uh, I'll I'll kind of pivot from that one since we I didn't want to touch on the same team and all that. So I'll this guy went late and I really don't think he should be going this late. I don't know about round fifteen, but Cam Newton no, fell to like yeah. Cam Newton fell to like the fourteenth round and all that. And I was I I don't take a quarterback until like the second to last round because I like to just do streamers week to week and just do matchups as opposed to having a quarterback every year. But I was like, man, Cam could like go on a revenge tour, and he may not give you the passing numbers like every week, but you know what damn well like Shanahan and them, 
if they say he's healthy, like they're gonna run him into the ground, right? On a one-year deal, but yeah, they don't like, give a crap about him. We're gonna see, <laughs> we're gonna see like old Cam Newton rushing numbers, I think, and that's gonna be good enough where he'll get you. He could be a top five QB, I think, in all honesty. So. All right, guys, do we want to wrap up anything else here with fantasy? I, th- I think we got it all covered. I think we covered just about everything. But if you have any questions about somebody, don't be afraid to reach out to us on Twitter at Dan Plucker, or sorry, at Dan on the fan. You don't even know your Twitter. Account. I do, I do. But I was thinking that yours is at Sam underscore underscore Schmitz. That's S C H M I T Z. Yeah. And D-T. I was thinking, oh, wait, mine is at Dan Plucker. It's not. It's at Dan on the fan. It's super easy to remember. Just, it rhymes, guys. It's easy. Just like the name of our show, Hef Sam and Dan on the fan. And Evan is at E Hef 25. Evan, Evan Hef can, 25. Okay, our good old buddy over there in the corner, at Evan Hef 25 on Twitter. Also, Bro, I'm, tweet I'm at. Straight booling, dude. <laughs> also, tweet at, at 1057 Producers. That's our Twitter handle here. That's where you're probably listening to our podcast from. Tweet at us. And Evan, in fact, will be the producer slash host. Yeah, of right. Fantasy Football Weekly every Sunday oh, with yeah. Tim Allen. To turn into that. So, tune in and turn into that. Yeah, tune and turn into that. Remember to tune in and turn up for that. Tune that's in right. There you go. No, I like no, it. No, never mind. No, Sam, that's okay. That works turn too. Down so, for what? If you have any fantasy no. football questions, <laughs> we're, uh, we're the place to answer all fantasy football, right. with whether it's Tom Kesnick joining us on the big show on Thursdays or Fridays. We Dave haven't Richard said a date yet. Dave Richard Michael on the show. Bill Michaels show. Whoever goes on with Barton and uh, Horvat in the morning i don't know who it is this year maybe they don't have anybody but i'm sure they will at some point i'm sure or us on this podcast we all love fantasy football clearly we just did almost a whole hour on fantasy football so tweet at us we got you covered for fantasy football it's the place to be it's have sam and dan on the fan it's round two it's the second segment of this podcast, Have Sam and Dan on the oh, Fan. I like that. And also, we are in the second round of the NBA playoffs. The first game was played earlier today. It is Sunday evening where we're coming at you. I'm Dan Plucker, executive producer of the Wendy's Big Show. Next to me is Sam Schmitz, the Swiss Army knife of the entire 105.7 FM, the fan. And Evan Heffelfinger, our good buddy, who's in the corner, I the associate producer this is Adele. of... <laughs> Evan is uh, distracted, mesmerized by Adele's weight loss. Uh, he is in the corner. Hey, hey good for good Adele. for her. Good yeah, for her. applause to Adele. Congrats, Adele. Goals. And so, also, uh, I just wanted to say. So, I told you earlier that I saw Nick Gartner because we're in the Nick Gartner studios, and he used Paul Blart in nice. common conversation talking about segways, and I thought that was pretty dang neato. So we haven't done that in a while. No, we haven't. But I was gonna also say that my transition into this segment was pretty. It was pretty Paul Blardy. It was pretty good. Mm, it's pretty so, crispy. Yeah, I'm gonna lie. Yeah, it was. All right. So it's the second round. The the Celtics demolished the Raptors. Yeah. In game one of the second round. Who knows what the score of the Nuggets game is? Can somebody look that up while I'm talking here? Because I'm just I generally know, interested. Just starting now. How do you not know it? That's your boy. It is my boy. It's your boy, it's Nikola not, Jokic. It's not their year. It's not their year this uh, year, no. Anyway. Is, the score is 7-6 to six Utah. Oh, okay, so it literally just started. Yeah. Uh, I have Jamal Murray on my daily fantasy team, okay. and I have Jordan Clarkson, too. So Nice, nice. Anyway, guys, the Bucks made it to the second round. Hallelujah, Barely. they got past the magic. Yeah, I, w- I yeah, honestly, okay. okay, I was I was working because I, I got a new gig with 
Pro Football Focus. So I'm doing a bunch of training with them. Thank you. Uh, I mean, you guys already knew that, and I haven't announced it to the podcast world, and I'm not allowed to put it on Twitter. But I can say it in our podcast where four people listen. So, guys, I got a job at Pro Football Focus, which is really cool. But I'm doing like 25 hours worth of training every single week, which is really, really difficult. Just, just saying. I work the last like three weeks. I've worked like 65 hour weeks. Anyway. Pretty crazy. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? Uh, uh, Just about. Oh, okay. I didn't watch the Bucks game yesterday because I was working for PFF. But I looked. I was looking at the score, and the Bucks were up like thirty. And I was like, "Oh, cool! This one's over." And then twenty minutes later, I look at my phone again, and it's a two-point game. And I was like, "What the hell happened?" Bucks giving up threes. So I also missed last game because I was at. Uh, the depot of homes. Oh, okay. You were also working your 60-hour yeah. weeks. Yeah. To make $250,000 a year. Listen, I got to make the big bucks because the donuts make them go nuts. So, I was at Home Never Depot. Heard that before. <laughs> I was at Home Depot. I had the game up on our computer, and I was like coming back and forth, and I was like, oh, that's a pretty good halftime lead. And then yeah. I, I came back, and I was like, oh, it's the fourth quarter, and this is a game. Oh, and luckily, I saw just doing a little Bill reads a box score that Giannis didn't play very much in the second half. Yeah, no, they, they took him out. With that's like, what I saw as well. Yeah, I mean they were pretty much going into like full get ready for the second round. Like Middleton was jacking up as many shots as he could to try to get hot in the third quarter, and they did take Giannis out in like I don't know, like two three minutes into the third quarter. So they were pretty much going into like, hey, we're getting ready for next game, and then all of a sudden when you bring in all your bench players and let them play the entire time. I think that's it's almost like happens. a playoff team will make a run and almost come back and win. What? <laughs> what? Did you a guys... team that you've struggled with in this whole series. All right, before we move on, though, we have to talk about last... Lakers, Lakers Blazers. No. We have to talk about um, the last podcast we did. Well, we did, but maybe not have aired. Yeah, Because I said, I don't care how many games it takes in the first round. I just want the Bucks to get right. And y'all said, oh, no, 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 it's going to be a sweep. It's going to be a sweep. I, I said, said gentleman's no. sweep. No. He, he did say gentleman's sweep. I, I said I've sweep. I've been on the gentleman's sweep okay. train. I said anything right. but a sweep well, would be got, disappointing. You guys aren't the only ones either, because I said the same things like friends and everybody who I talked to, and then mm-hmm. like, everybody pretty much said, like, oh, they're going to sweep them, like... No, they didn't play. They didn't play well in the bubble. I don't know what you guys are looking at. So. That Magic's team is also the worst possible matchup for the Bucks in like a first round matchup because they had nothing to lose. It's a team that can get hot shooting from three, and they have a big man who can shoot the lights out. They were going to at least win one game in that yeah. series. I just like I said like I don't care how many games the Tigers want them to get right, but I still like don't think they're right. No, that makes sense. I mean, you got George Hill taking dumps too long before a game and missing the anthem, and I don't know. <laughs> well, nonetheless, they are on to round two. Mm-hmm. I'm Paul Barting this thing before we get too depressed. <laughs> Guys, they're playing in the second round of the playoffs they for are. the second time in... Since uh, since 2001, yeah. <laughs> like I think a lot of us were so down on this team because they haven't necessarily been at their best. They've played larger portions of both Game Five and Game Four at their best, but they have not played an entire complete game in the bubble yet at this point. I don't think. Uh, so I think they played the, the Celtics game. They played a couple, but they haven't put like consecutive ones together. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. they they have not necessarily been themselves yet. So we're all down in the dumps. 
all of the haters like Ram on the north side are coming into this and saying how the Heat are going to win in five games. Now, we should also preface and, this by saying that we are young, so we don't know anything. Correct. Um, that is what he told Evan the other day. So, guys, I'm looking at the positive. Uh-huh. It's, it's time to look at the positive here. This is the second time they have made the second round since 2001. I am on board with this team finding a way to win because that's what they have done all year. And even when they're playing like absolute garbage, which they did for most of that Magic series, and I know the Heat yeah. are not the Magic, but they found ways to win the ball game. And I know are very on the potentially maybe the Miami Heat win this thing side of things. But I, I am still on, and that's where Sam is. I know, but I, I'm I'm in the realm where I believe in this team still. I believe that they're putting better games together here at the end of this Magic series. And I know it didn't end well. It didn't end well. But they, at one point, were up by almost 30 points in Game 5, and they were up by just as much in Game 4 at one point as well. I believe that this team can get it done. I think they can get past the Heat. I'm not going to say, it's going to be a sweep and they're no, going to kill no, the Magic, like I said I at the, at, at, in last really series. Is. I think it's it's the good old mantra, Bucks and Six. I'm That's what I'm saying. Bucks and Six or Seven. And how perfect would it be to complete the prophecy of 2010 when Brandon Jennings said Bucks and Six to defeat the exact same well not the exact same Heat team yeah nobody I mean Udonis Haslam's still there. the exact same franchise the first round though it was exact and, same franchise swept. still Pat Riley Udonis and Eric Spolstra Haslam, Eric Spolstra they were both there Pat Riley too Pat Riley so I just think how how incredible would it be in 2020 for the prophecy to finally come? Ten years later. And I think that it's looking like Bucks and Six, or Bucks and Seven probably more likely, but... I think it's six games. And I think that it's very possible. It depends on how well Bud can adjust, how well Giannis can adjust to the wall, how Chris Middleton can shoot, and if they can shut down... Of all people, Kelly Olynyk. If they can shut him down, they're going to be okay. So much. If they can keep Goran Dragic from kneeing people in the groin, well, they'll also have a pretty well, good shot. Didn't they put him in the starting lineup now for Kendrick Nunn? So yep. he uh, yep. now Eric Bledsoe may have to wear a cup. We'll see. Is there any rules against players wearing cups in the NBA? Probably not. I, I just would imagine it would be very inconvenient. Yes. No, oh, 100%. Sprinting? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Anyways. Sam, hit us with it. Uh, I feel like I'm just going to go full Ram. But, I mean, I, I feel you guys, because like, I do want to believe in this team. I do believe that they can turn around if they need to, and they have shown that they can but, but I don't want to look at the bubble game against Miami to be the indicator because no. Miami was playing without Jimmy Butler and a couple other guys in that game. I think Gordon Dragic, too. But, uh, I mean, they were without a couple guys. So, I like, if we were playing games with the Pfizer form and whatever their arena name is in Miami, yeah, I would totally buy into what you guys are saying. But this is just completely different basketball, man. It's unfair when guys got four months of rest and every team's healthy. And you got guys that were on their team that are fully healthy now. Like, my problem is, is that they are like the perfect. I've said this before too in the podcast. They're just the perfect counter to the Bucks. Because what do the Bucks give up? Open three threes. pointers. What do the Miami Heat have? 
three-point shooters in Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, and a bunch of other guys, too. Jay Crowder can even hit three-pointers if he really needs to. Kelly Olenek, as we just said. Yeah, even freaking Olenek, dude. What else do they have? They got the perfect defender. Maybe not the perfect, but probably the best defender that you could pick from in the NBA to defend Giannis and Bam Adebayo. Kelly Olenek, we all hate him, but he can maybe be a decent matchup to Brooke Lopez and stuff like that. I don't know, man. Like they're they're such a good defensive team. They can really turn it on on offense. They're trying out new things with their lineup. They got Jimmy Butler back and. Any way you slice it, I just don't believe that all of a sudden in the second round they're going to now find what they've been looking for And when I didn't even really see it against the Orlando Magic. So that's just how I'm feeling. Funny enough, I was more worried about the Magic's three-point shooting than I am about the Heat. I don't know. I feel like they're just going to chuck up the same amount of shots at the end of the day. But I don't think they have. I mean, Duncan Robinson is incredible. Goran Dragic can get hot. No, I'm Harrow can get hot. Yeah, I'm more so worried about just Harrow and Robinson. I but I'm not even worried about Hero to be honest. I am, dude. He's playing good ball. He's playing really good ball in the bubble. I just uh, but Jimmy Butler is not a proven sh- shooter. He doesn't need to be though. All, all I think Jimmy Butler has to do is score like 13 points and just defend probably Middleton. Yeah, he's probably gonna he's going to he's going to do that every game. I can get I'd, right. I'd put money down the least scores like 8 to 13 points every game in this series. I don't think it's going to be easy. I think it's going to be tough, and it'll probably go seven. Honestly, I, I feel like if we win this series, like then I would go, okay, yeah, we're going to win the Eastern Conference Finals, and we'll be in the in the NBA Finals. Because I'm more worried about the Raptors than I am the Heat. Nah, right I'm the opposite. See, and I'm more worried about the Celtics over anybody else. <laughs> the way they play today, yeah. I mean, I get it, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I hate the Boston hype because like. When they play the box, they're just such. They don't a, have a center. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. There's they don't they can't match up against the box. Just the only way, but I, the way that they've been shooting the three is what right. concerns me. They can, because Marcus Smart was ungodly oh from the Marcus corner Smart. today. Marcus and, Smart, right? Don't I know we all hate don't. Marcus Smart, but he he is the definition of three and tufty. Yep. Like he he can guard the crap out of Middleton and then hit corner threes all day. And if Tatum plays at that level, like when they played in the bubble earlier, when the Celtics played the the um, Bucks, Kemba Walker was out. I know, big deal, whatever, he's Kemba Walker. Bledsoe but was out. Bledsoe was also out as well. Right. So it, it matched. But Tatum also had one of the worst games of his entire career in yeah. that game. He was like two Which, for 18. Part of that you could credit to the Bucks' defense. Correct. You could. Because he was missing some wide open shots and also yeah. some drives to the lane that he normally would make. You're right. And so credit to the Bucks' D as much credit as due. But there is still concern where Tatum and or Jalen Brown and or Kemba Walker could all drop 30 points in a game and you lose yeah. a couple. And, and they do that rather consistently as well. Anyway... That's why the Celtics concern me. I'm not on the Raptors hype train right now. I'm really not. Pascal Siakam's getting in foul trouble. Uh, Fred Van Vliet's not really shooting very well right now. Kyle Lowry is mediocre at He's best. Hurt right now. Fred's putting up, I think, like 30 points or something in the bubble. He's he scored like eight today, and I know that's just today. Yeah. But I'm I'm not necessarily a big Fred Fred Van Vliet guy. I'm I don't either. trust the Raptors bigs well, anymore. I think Ibaka's old. I'm I think Marcus Saul is old. I like I'll never get over what Van Vliet did last year. Right, and yeah. who knows? Maybe I'll come back in the finals and do it again this year. But with the Heat, let's get back to the Heat. <laughs> yeah. Probably got a little ahead of ourselves. Here's there. here's the thing, and and this is 
I'm with Sam. Whereas if they if they get past the Heat, I think they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals because it'll mean that well, they they would have to go to the Eastern Conference. They, they're going to the finals. <laughs> I sorry, they're they're going to the finals. I think. I, okay, thanks. Uh, that I mean that's an because it means. <laughs> It means that they are playing their best basketball if they beat the if they beat the Heat. Right, you just that, that was just maybe really think of Booger McFarland. Right, I'm sorry, <laughs> I did pull a Booger there. Round, they will go to the conference finals. <laughs> yeah. All right, Maxwell. I get it. I I messed up. No, 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 I'm sorry. sorry. Just <laughs> scores more with the football is going to win the game. If you score more, you will win. <laughs> so here's Booger. the thing. I don't trust Goran Dragic. I don't. Uh, and Jimmy Butler, the, the most important Bucks player. I'll put it this way: the the two most important Bucks players outside of Giannis, because Giannis is Giannis, and Giannis can take over the game if he's on and he's Giannis, are Brook Lopez and Chris Middleton. And we saw flashes of Brook Lopez being great in the bubble. He has he put on some really really good performance in the regular season. He Brooklyn was really good Brook. yesterday too. And if he right, he did. And if he is Brooklyn Brook. Which is what they're going to need him to be. They don't need him to sit out in the corners and shoot threes. I I want Brooke Lopez in the paint, and here's why. Bam Adebayo is going to be guarding Giannis. Right. There is not another post, legitimate post defender on that team. Right. That's why I said maybe Kelly Olynyk can defend Brooke well. But and like, that's that's, that's who it's going to have can, to be. Right. That's the only body that they can throw. So at you either need. Like that's he's going to be the most important player outside of Giannis because if he can be that post threat and just dominate the post, that is going to be the Bucks system into winning this game. And and I'm fearful that Coach Bud's not going to see that and is going to try to stretch the floor with him. But I think eventually he will make that adjustment and just say, I want you to be Brooklyn Brook. And I want you to own the paint. The paint is yours. Because if you stack Giannis with his backside to the ball and have Bam Adebayo on there and, and run like a two-post system, or even with Giannis out on the arc, like dribbling the ball up and have Brook in the middle and just dunk it into Brook. Just run pick and rolls. Do all of that stuff. I trust in Brook Lopez based on the post work that we saw in the regular season bubble games. I think he can get it done. One. Two. Chris Middleton. <laughs> Chris Middleton was awful in that first series. Awful. Yeah. And you can't really get much worse than what he was. Which is Good. Rams, Which is what I'm saying. Ram's like, oh, here we go. <laughs> so this. Ryan, Chris Milton <laughs> sucks at basketball. <laughs> so this know. this is. I've been playing since I was four. This is the make or break series for me for Chris Middleton. This Because if they need Chris to be on, they need Chris to be the guy, the shooter in this series. And if yeah. he's not. I am going to be a little bit concerned about Giannis and Chris Middleton going forward because they're going to need Middleton to be a good shooter, even with Jimmy Butler guarding him. And that's so tough to say, but it's just the fact of the matter. That and one other guy that I'm going to throw in there, too, just for fun, Kyle Korver. Because the Buc- the Bucks will be down in this series. They're going to be. They're not gonna. It's not gonna be. You know, the Magic fighting and scratching to get back into the game right. like it was this series. Every game is going to be a big game, and Kyle Korver has made a career of making big shots in big games, and he's gonna have to do it for the Bucks here in the playoffs. Yeah, I, going back to one of your points about Brooke, I'm kind of curious. I, I want to go back and look at either the box scores or like the two games against Miami in the regular season because I feel like Brooke. Was was chucking up too many threes, and he wasn't. He's. I, I bet if I looked at the box scores for those games, he would probably shoot like what 
six to eight threes, maybe. Sure. If we're Something getting, like that. But like now he's shooting, I think like maybe like three to four a game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, get in the paint, try to get rid of the wall, so Giannis can maybe have a little better handle and the game and all that. I'm with you. But like I said, I just haven't seen anything that makes me think that yeah, they'll be able to do that easily against Miami. I've been trying to think of what rotational guys I think are going to be very important. And my number one is Wes Matthews. That's a good one. Because, I mean, his shooting in the bubble has been on fire. It has been. On fire. He's been great. And his defense, I mean, he's going to have the toughest matchup defensively. So he'll be on Jimmy Butler, most likely. I don't think so. You don't think so? I think they're going to throw him on Duncan. I could see that. Just because yeah. just chase him around and right. make sure he doesn't have space. And, and I think I, I lo- I, I'm going to love the Wes Matthews, Eric Bledsoe combination of guarding Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Bledsoe. I think you put Middleton on Jimmy Butler and make Jimmy Butler be the scorer. Okay. I could see that. I, I also think, and I, I'm, I hate that I'm saying this because I'm, pull, I mean, Bill is very happy that I'm saying this, but I need to see more out of Dante DiVincenzo. I really need to see more because he has been. Worse than he was yeah. as in his rookie season so far in the bubble. He played his well shot, in the last game. His shot has not been there. The, his decision making has been awful. Yeah. The yeah. turnovers have been awful. Not been pretty. So I I need to see more from him because he's going to have to be the one that's chasing around Tyler Hero on that second unit. And I need to see him at least slow down Tyler Hero and be able to make his open threes. Because otherwise, for sure. you have to rely on the starters for all of the scoring, and the Bucks can't do that. You need to have four or five in double figures to beat the Heat, and that includes probably one or two off of your bench. So they need, they need either Dante or George Hill to be that guy. Yeah. Another guy that I've loved so far in the bubble, to, just to throw in there who I think is going to be huge, Marvin Williams. Yeah! How good has he been? Love it! His shot has been there. He's starting to get more in tune with the offense. He's starting to get more of the defensive scheme. Dude, his rebounding is something to behold. Him off the bench. I mean, who who would he be guarding off the bench? Oh, Jay Crowder. I think so. I like that matchup a lot. I do too. Um, Yeah, I'll just... You know who we haven't mentioned once? Because I think we all kind of forget that he's on the heat. Iggy. Yeah. That's a good point. Andre Godala. He has the experience there. All right, Sam, last word. I just miss when George Hill was a 50% three-point shooter. Two. That's it. That's it? I just want... <laughs> That's where we're at. I mean, <laughs> George just hasn't played himself. He hasn't. In and the bubble. And for so many reasons, and yeah. so many reasons that we'll never right. understand for many reasons. <laughs> but, right, but I'm just talking strictly play. Like, right. I, I, yes, I'm accounting that stuff and all that, but, I mean, day one in the bubble, he just hasn't looked himself. So that that would just be big off the bench. I agree. All right, and we got one more big segment coming up for you here on Hef, Sam, and Dan on the Fan. It's our top five, not top five, our top three funniest moments on the Fan this week. You're not going to want to miss it. Stay tuned. Dude, these mosquito bites are just. I look like I shot up heroin or something. It's F. Sam and Dan on the Fan On Demand. I'm Dan Plucker, executive producer of the Wendy's Bake Show, alongside Evan Heffelfinger, our good buddy, the associate producer of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network, and Samuel Schmitz. 
the Swiss Army knife of our radio station, this fine, fine radio station, as Sparky would say on the Wendy's Big Show whenever he references me being the executive producer. He says I'm the executive producer of this fine, fine show, which I think is kind of funny. Every but, time I hear the words good buddy and my name included in the same sentence, it makes me die a little bit inside. More than I like, more rapidly than I already was. You know what bugs me is when people, uh, when they like give you the pat on the shoulder, like, "What's up, buddy?" No. Hey, buddy. Ah, uh, it makes me. Yeah, I agree. You know who's my good buddy? Anthony Mandela. Yeah. I was just texting him actually. Yeah, I was texting him too because he saw something on the AP that happened to be on our website that said Chris, Chris Middleton. Milton, he sent that to you too. Yep. And I was like, oh boy. I was like, who typed that? And he was, because I, I then texted Austin and I was like, hey, did you put up a post game recap and spell Chris Middleton with a C? And then he was like, I don't think so. And then he went and checked and he didn't. So, anyway. You know who's my good buddy? Who's that? Andy Spitzer. Oh, I love Andy Spitzer. He's That's a good guy. Boy. You know, this is my good buddy, Evan Appleby. <laughs> and speaking of bill you'll be hearing from him in a little bit but first off we're going to take you back to the wendy's big show we have two cuts from the wendy's big show this week all hail the wendy's big show it's the best segment on our show half sam and dan on the fan it is the top three funniest moments on the fan this week coming in at number three is gary and Leroy introducing one of our regulars ryan wood and Ryan Wood, props to him, has lost, I think he said, like, over 100 pounds, which is really, really? good for him. I think he said he got over 100. He has lost a lot of weight. He is our, not in our embedded, he is our Green and Gold Insider from the Green Bay Press Gazette. Shout out to Ryan Wood. And this is how the guys introduced him. Wendy's Big Show, serving up hot and fresh, live from the Gene Widener Plumbing Studios. GeneWidenerPlumbing.com for all of your plumbing needs. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, Gary Ellerson, Leroy Butler, and this guy here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, our green and gold insider from the Green Bay Press-Gazette. He is Ryan Wood. Good afternoon, Ryan. What's going on, guys? What's up, Wood? Uh, all right. What you know good? Uh, he in the bathroom, Wood. I apologize. He in the bathroom? You in the bathroom. Bathroom? What's up, Wood? What you know good? He back now. Uh, nothing much, man. How's it going, yeah. Gary? Good. How's life treating you? I'm doing all right. Doing you know, it. Leroy, you know, Leroy, you see Wood, Wood posting. Wood, you see, uh, Leroy, you probably don't be on Facebook, but... Wood posting all his trip, uh, pictures on Facebook, like how much weight he lost and the same shirt he wore like 25 years ago versus the shirt he's wearing now. <laughs> <laughs> he posted all his body pics on, on Facebook and Instagram now. He's trying to be he a got, model, Leroy. He got his shirt off, Gary? He got his yeah, shirt off? He, I don't know if he's oh, going no, that he far. He doing that yet. No, 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 no. He's <laughs> <laughs> no. a thirst trap. That's a, that's a thirst trap. He's trying, he to, he's trying to get some. Yeah, man. He's getting close, Leroy, I'm trying to tell you. Props to Ryan Wood, like I said, but also kudos to Leroy and Gary for um, teasing him for losing weight, I guess. Like, like I guess it wasn't teasing. It was more like hyping no, him up. Yeah. But like, It's like Adele. Like, hey. Yeah. Good like, job. Good job. But but it was like a little more silly hype. I don't yeah. know. I was a big fan of it. It's like if, you know, you rape your teammate in a good way in the locker room and all that. Right. Like, it's, yeah, it's kind of whatever. Some good razz. It's, it's, it's like all, on Twitter when... Uh, 
like a guy will reply to a girl's tweet and then someone in the comments will be like, man, thanks for like buying me a car and paying off my parents' loans and like all that. Like that kind of like wingman backing up. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no. no, but that's I'll, funny. I'll I explain like, it I like, I, like, I like Twitter wingmen. I'll explain Sam it. Sam Cuffle, what? Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so the second one needs no introduction is Leroy and Gary again. What's up, buddy? Just want everybody out there to know. Uh, I've been my whole life a Milwaukee, Wisconsin, big-time sports fan. So I'm a regular Joe Blow fan. I just want everybody listening to know I've had the pleasure of meeting Leroy recently, and fans need to know. We're always looking for gossip and dirt. Leroy Butler's got to be the biggest, sweethearts, nicest You tell guy. him, Benny. Yeah, Listen, up, Listen up, Gary. Listen up, Gary. Tell him, Denny. I'll give you the twenty dollars later. But you I've tell been, him. I've been around. I'll make this brief. I know you have a show to do, but oh, I've been around Leroy out in public, and everybody's you, got the cameras, or they're 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 really. You tell him, Denny. He's welcoming people. He doesn't That's want right. you to take a picture of him. He wants to take a picture with you. Hey, Tell him, you listen to this, Gary. Hey, hold up. Can, can I bring a question? Gary, Gary, bro, don't start with me now because that's another segment. Vinny, <laughs> can I ask you a question, Vinny? Vinny, anyway, Vinny can I ask you a question? This is an Italian dealing with Gary now. Vinny, can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What the hell is you talking about? This is Trav about brother, man. Chris Trav brother. What you talking about? You talking about Chris Milton. We ain't talking about That ain't even subject. Subject. That ain't even subject. Honestly, I want to be Christless. Fans in Milwaukee and in Wisconsin, you really know that I've never met a celebrity like this. Hold up, Vinny. Vinny. How much? You, you, is he hanging out? You, how much you been drinking, man? How much, you drinking? Drinking? how much you drinking? My friends, my friends Bill are Drake. going away with them. <laughs> how much you drinking, Benny? Everybody's buzzing. My, I'm a celebrity now. I got my phone ringing off the hook. Oh, because you, cause you hanging with Leroy now, you a celebrity. A celebrity. Now, if you're well-versed in the Bill Michaels show, you know that another one of his sponsors, besides Quick Trip and the Carubicle Coffee and, uh, and uh, uh, the Schneider Orange Hotline, is New Mail Medical Center for if you uh, want to lose that spare tire, if you want to make sure that uh, you're having a great summer like the big unit Bill Michaels. And you're getting rock hard. Stop. I, by working out and building muscle, yes. And part of the sponsorship deal with New Mail is every Friday – We'll do the new mail heads up plays of the week. The, the top new three mail plays, kind of like this show, how we week. have the top three moments of the week. It's the top three plays, and it has this bed music. We've used it as the intro to a segment before on this podcast when Sam and I were like clubbing. It's an older episode. I want to oh, say yeah. it's like oh, probably yeah, eleven yeah. or twelve. This is episode twenty-four, I think. That's we're on twenty-four right now. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But we don't so know. it's it's this really like. There's club music, there's EDM music, and then there's like, this sounds like it's coming out of the back room of a Polish pub in 2003. And that's what this this music is. 
and let's just say Bill's not a fan. I hate this music. Let's take a vote. If you're listening to the program right now, do you like this music? Joe loves this music. Radio Joe loves this. I just feel like I'm wearing a thong with suspenders in a club with a bad mustache, and I've got glow sticks, and I'm drink, drinking like a, a beer and a slippery nipple. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, let's do it. I mean, Bill's got a great point. It's not great. I, Completely agree with Bill on that one. It's a big now, yikes. the funniest thing about it is, I always thought that the reason we used it is because Bill was the one who liked yeah. it. Yeah, I thought I, I thought he liked it because if you listen to his choice in bumper music, and Rami Makhlouf has kind of made like a little bit of fun. Ninety-eight percent Pitbull. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and then you have the Nickelback song, which <laughs> got to meet the honey with the million dollar body. And then you the, talking about paying a girl to touch. Yeah. Anyway, so, <laughs> I thought that Bill was the one who liked it, but no, apparently it's Joe. I'm gonna have Radio to Joe Zinzola. I'm gonna have to talk to him about that. There's, I thought at one point though, Joe told me that Bill had picked out all the bumper music. He did. So that's why I never believed that. Right? I mean, that's why I, you thought it was him. That's why I didn't believe. I didn't believe Bill at first. So I was like, oh wow, that makes sense though. Yeah. Well, apparently Bill's very much not a fan of it, but hopefully, he's a fan of our show. Have Sam and Dan on the fan. No, there's no actually. Ever, it probably would be a good thing it. if he didn't, because we've kind of poo pooed on him. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Okay, no one tell Bill Michaels about us, please, please. We beg you. Anyway, guys, it's been a pleasure. Great show today. So, I think this is one of our better ones, guys. Fantasy football is around the corner. Mm-hmm. Well, and also in case you were wondering why there wasn't an episode the past few weeks, we we did it. We did it. It we just did, we uploaded did, it, we did, hey, and it disappeared. Scouts promise we did it. It because I was the one who edited it. You can look in our files right now. It's there. It just it it, it didn't, didn't show go up anywhere. on the new website. Yeah. So call it call me a dumbass. Call the website a dumbass. Someone is a dumbass in this situation. It's Don't me. be a dumbass. Don't be a dumbass. Milwaukee. One of these especially days. while you are doing your fantasy football drafts because mm-hmm. we just gave you all of the information you we need. Really did. Tell you your win. friends. Tweet at us. At Dan on the fan, at Sam underscore underscore Schmitz, at 1057 producers, and at Evan Hef 25. That is how you get the best info on fantasy football. Also, come on to the. Wow, that sounded bad. Also, join you need to Evan right and <laughs> I will. Also, join Evan and Tim on Sundays every morning from 10 to noon. Mm-hmm. For Fantasy Football Weekly, which is an amazing show. I would know. I was on it last year. It's fun. It's fun. It's Even if you don't like fantasy football, it's still fun. Mm-hmm. Listen to it. It's a great radio show. All right. It's time for us to go. Yeah, just don't be a dumbass. Just don't be a dumbass. Take our advice. Listen to us. Spread also, love. don't be a dumbass. Don't drink and drive, even though I'm going to go home and uh, pound a couple of beers. It's time for us to go. Have a good one. Ah! Ooh. Ooh. Bye. Good time.